2011 was the year when I won the prize Best Schwarzkopf Hairdresser of the Year and got the opportunity to join the stylist team in Düsseldorf. And boy, what a fun week I had. Let's see if my guest today enjoyed his experience as much as I did mine. I know for sure that he was the hunk of this year's competition and for sure I was mesmerized by his stage persona. Maybe I should reveal to him that I was a little bit in love with him and that all the other gays in Düsseldorf were too. I haven't decided yet. Let's see what he remembers from the competition, what happened behind the scenes and what has happened since. This is Eurovision Legends. I am Emil Lövström. Yamas! to Eurovision legends, Lucas Yorkas. Hello, Emil. Thank you for the nice words at the beginning. It's a very pleasure for me to be with you here in Eurovision legends. How are you? I'm fine. At this time, you, you found me on a Greek island called Milos, having some uh, vacation. Yeah. But generally, I'm in a very creative period, so it's a very nice time. Tell me, what's your first memory of the Eurovision Song Contest? Actually, the first memory I have is the Greek national final. When I was there, participating there with other participants were my friends. So it was a party, actually. But I was a, I was a lucky one uh, to take the ticket for the Düsseldorf. Yeah. And then I started a three-month journey went to some countries to advertise and communicate our song, like Belgium, like Holland, like uh, England, um, Turkey, in, in Istanbul, actually. And, uh, you know, it was a very, very nice journey, all this stuff, a very nice experience. I, I will not forget. In 2011, you ended up as one of six contestants in the Greek pre-selection, together with Stereo Mike. Please tell me, how did this unusual collaboration come to be? Actually, there's a funny story behind this song because it, it got written uh, 42 hours before the deadline uh, of the participants. So at the demo song, I, song the, I sang the, the rap part, <laughs> but oh. we, we, we all knew that I, I wouldn't do it by, in the finally. So uh, after we, we, you know, we gave on our participation in the Greek final, we're trying to search which people and which rappers, Greek rappers, could, could hip-hop singers could do this. And I think that the persona of Stereo Mike was the, the best fit on me on this. Do you still have the demo version when you sing the rap? Uh, <laughs> uh, probably, yeah, somewhere. I would love to play a snippet of it here when you have talked about it. Uh, I think that you, you want to laugh with me, eh? No, 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 I will not laugh. The audience would love to hear uh, just a clip of it. Okay, I'm not sure because I'm not good as a rapper, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot sing like a hip-hop singer, but okay, if I find something, I will send you some. But, you know, I'm already shy. 
Okay. Was Watch My Dance the only song that was presented for you? No, I had a lot of songs. Actually, more than 50 or something in, in different, uh, you know, music styles and pop and rock and Greek again and all this stuff. And actually, I told you, 42 hours before the deadline, I I, I locked down in a, um, in another song, another pop English-Greek song. And all this idea about Watch My Dance came up 42 hours before the deadline. So um, I think that the previous song was also good, but it was more pop than this. And actually, I don't think I'm a, I'm a pop artist as we meaning in the universal sound. I'm more pop, but folk Greek music, uh, singer. So the Watch My Dance uh, was, I think, the best choice I could have for that year. Did you release any of the other songs that you've chosen from? No, no, because they they send it to, they send them to me just to participate in Eurovision. You know, Eurovision songs sometimes are thematic. It's it's quite different from uh, discography in the in, for me. No, you know, I don't know for uh, someone else. So it were there for Eurovision. Not for releasing. The song was written by Yanis Christodolopoulos with yeah. lyrics by Eliana Rachali. Um, yeah. And I've heard that they wrote a song called Gia Protifora also to this project. Yeah, Gia Protifora was a song I released after Eurovision yeah. with the same composers. And I actually, I actually want to say through your uh, show that uh, many thanks to Yanis Christodolopoulos and Eliana Rachali because they're very, very good composers. They're actually a lot of famous here in Greece. Uh, and they trust me that song, Watch My Dance. And then they trust me another one song, Yaproti uh, Fora. So that was very lucky for me. Yaproti Fora, axizi fotia, axizi na kes, axizi na fes. Yaproti Fora, tonyoko batia, yamena isesi. Who did you think was your biggest competitor in the Greek final? Uh, I actually think that was the Niki Ponte. You know, in the whispers, the last few days before the Greek final, all the media comments was like Lucas or Nikki, Nikki or Lucas. It was like this more the whispers. took the ticket <laughs> <laughs> yeah and traveled to Düsseldorf and I know that many weren't happy at all and thought Greece wouldn't qualify to the final believing that the song was too difficult for the audience abroad yes I actually agree that it was difficult you know it was a rhythm Greek rhythm uh, called Zeybekigo with the meters are not uh, symmetric uh, so it was difficult for the people to, to understand the rhythm but it has so so strong lyrics, so we could give away the, the message of it. So, uh, but generally, I'm, I'm a person that I'm not hearing what's happening around me. If I believe something, 
So I'm going there. I'm a player who talks in the field, you know? Yeah. So at the beginning, I was actually a little bit sad. Why? Because they, I, I didn't feel the support of them for us. But I was very, very sure about the song. Very, very sure. <laughs> Another comment through your show, Emil. Yeah. Um, something that people in the Europe maybe doesn't know, uh, and it's maybe it's, it wasn't important, but it was important for me, and I want to share it with you. Your, your show was called Legends. I I used to sing with a Greek legend called Dimitris Mitropanos. He was a, a living legend that time. He, he passed away in 2013. And when I had this song, Watch My Dance, after the Greek final and have some rehearsals for Düsseldorf, he came at the rehearsals and showed me how to react against the Bekiko because it's an ancient Greek leader. And he was there for me, he was very, very huge for me because he was a leading legend. The last Greek Zorba alive, they called him like this. And that was important, an important experience for me. And I, I, I would love to share it with you. Lovely. Yeah. Tell me, what are your memories from the host city? For the other host? Yeah. Um, I mean, was it well organized? Yes, actually, it was perfect. It was not just good. I know that Germans have the they have the reputation of good organized. So the, the, the host there, it was perfect. The rehearsals on time, every second was matter there, but it was enough for everyone to have the rehearsal, the sound. Uh, I know the production is Swedish, so every time is perfect. Uh, you know, I, 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 was, I was watching Eurovision, but not fanatically. So when I, I participate there, I saw what's happening in the backstage and I appreciate and I, I said to myself, wow, this is, this is a very big production. This is a huge thing for you and for everyone in Europe, because there are, there are a lot of people, many people work for this and they do it perfectly. As I said in the opening, I was on site in Düsseldorf and I remember that many in the stylist team thought you were the most beautiful man in the contest. Was this anything that you took notice of? Uh, <laughs> okay, I, di I didn't took it back the way you, you talk about it. But you know, I got the, the self-confidence of it. I felt it, but I felt very, very nice when they appreciate my voice too, because it's not the outlooking only. 
it's all it's all the package. So uh, I felt very very nice because people there were warm with me for the whole personality. You know, this is what I think. Yeah. But it's very it's honor for me if people there thought this about me. Yeah. Very very honor. <laughs> I also remember that you were very praised under the week, but Stereo Mike wasn't because he struggled hard during the rehearsals. Was this anything, was this very hard for you? Tell me again, what was hard? I said you were very praised under the week. Praised. Praised means that people said, oh my God, he sings like a god, for instance. Okay, okay. But Stereo Mike wasn't because he struggled hard during the rehearsals. Do you think he did that in the in the live, in the final, the semi-final? No, 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 not on the final, but in the rehearsals. You know, it was it was the first touch. Even the artist needs some time to to feel to feel comfortable with the stage. So I think that Stereo Mike had needed this this moment. It's you know it's on the personality. I when I when I got on the stage at the first rehearsal, I felt sad, like God, you know, yeah. not in the bad way, not in the bad way, but in a good way because I had a stadium in front of me. I was singing something that came up out from up, from the bottom of my heart. So I felt that you know I I I, I, I born for this. I came here to do this, and I felt this as a as a big opportunity. So I gave all myself. Even on the rehearsal, I didn't keep anything for myself. Even in the rehearsals, I gave it. I gave all I had yeah. in the rehearsal and in the final. So uh, I felt like God that moment. <laughs> As we all know, Greece had a very hard, tough situation economically during this time, and still have, of course. Did you feel that this affected your participation? No, just feel sure about it because you know Greece uh, traditionally would make a bigger uh, promotion, uh, pre-promotion things and uh, pre-promotion tool, bigger one and longer one in many countries. And uh, I think that we didn't have this opportunity because of this economical crisis. Uh, yeah. But you know, I was very proud that. Uh, when I when I got the results analytically and I, I I saw what was the the voting on the phone and what was the voting from the uh, jury the juries yeah I I saw that in the telephone voting we were in the third place so people didn't need us to go all over Europe to to vote they just appreciated they just loved what we did and when I saw that in the televoting we got the third place, I was so proud about it. So, you know, I think that the the biggest, the biggest, um, the, the song matters more. But I know for a fact that they didn't spare the pyrotechnics because I sat on one of the front rows at the dress rehearsal and it felt that I almost coughed fire myself. It was plenty hot. <laughs> I didn't feel that because I was hot too. <laughs> that time I was on fire too. I, I felt that these fires came up from me. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I felt there. You know, I was like, I felt I was a flying. You know, I, I got out of, of my 
body and I was on fire. So that was that was I thought that the fire was from me. And we are the one who was in Steve Fortia. You won the semi-final with an 11-point margin to the runner-up Azerbaijan. Yeah. Were you confident that you would qualify to the final? I was sure. Yes, I was sure. Inside of me, I was sure. I didn't. I didn't hear what Greek shows said and all these bad words. But I was sure. I was sure. Do you remember who you thought was your biggest competitor to win the contest? Uh, a good thing for me it was that uh, it was not any song that I. Um, most possibilities to to win all a lot of songs that were equally and we're waiting for the final but the songs that i i thought that they had a, a very good uh, chances to win it was the swedish it was a guy in a glass you remember that huh? yeah, yeah you're, ex you're excited okay. with the song popular yes i will be He's very famous. He's not that cocky that he was in uh, Düsseldorf, thank God, but he's very big in Sweden. Okay, so I, I thought that he had the most chances, but I'm not, uh, I, I won't keep it as a secret, I believe that I could win. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I believed it, I believed it. I must say that I never saw Azerbaijan as a candidate to win during oh, the week in Düsseldorf. No, nine years later, I could say that I never thought of Azerbaijan to win. <laughs> it was a surprise for me, and I'm sure that it was not the best song that year, for yeah. sure. Actually, if, if you ask me, I wouldn't put it anyway in the first five songs, for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that you know, Emil. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, sometimes uh, some productions, some some countries, they give a lot of money because they want to win, so they they invest in, in their participant. So I think that that year was it was from Azerbaijan. This is what I think. Yeah. This is what I think. In fact, you were the only song to beat the winner because you beat them in the semi-final. Yes, <laughs> that was you know that was that was actually a joke because we we came first in the semi-final and they came second. But in the final, you know, everything changed. Every time, everything can change. Uh, but you know, as I told you before, I I couldn't see, I didn't see Azerbaijan for the first position for for sure. Did you believe that I could win? Uh, I don't know, but I really, I really appreciated your song. Uh, I loved it, and I, I remember when I saw it at a dress rehearsal that it was the best staged of them all. Okay, but what, of course what, I liked Sweden too because I'm yeah. a Swede and I, and I knew Eric, but but I did I, I didn't think that he his uh, stage uh, staging was perfect in the in the dress rehearsal. But he was very good. Did, did, yeah. did you think that we could uh, get a better place? What, what did you say? Do you think that we could 
uh, earn a better place than seventh. Yes, you are in my top three. Okay, that's an honor for me. Thank you so much. And you know, I even even I came seventh. Until now, nine years later, I get back a lot of blessing from Eurovision and, and a lot of people. They send me a message and they ask me if I want to come and go uh, go again Eurovision. All this stuff. So I think that even from seventh place, people loved us and they all they show the the love until today. So this is very good. This is very nice. You got a seventh place, as you said, with 120 points. And I guess it was worse than you expected. Because I, I saw some countries didn't vote for us. And uh, it was strange, like Great Britain, UK. Okay, some t- UK with Greece. Or, or Every time they changed some points or something, and we got zero. Yeah. So that was, that was strange. Even... Even Turkey, Istanbul, when we went to Istanbul, every time Greece and Istanbul, they, they changed some points, we got zero. So if you, if you see, there were 43 countries participate, okay? 43 countries. We got points from 21 countries only. So less than 50% gave, gave us a vote and we, we get the seventh place. Yeah. So that was, that was a very big surprise for me. What happened after Eurovision? Uh, I think that um, when I came back in Greece, they, they, they were waiting me as a very success story. And uh, I, I enjoy that because, as you said before, um, we, we, we got a very big and bad criticized. So after that, all people took back whatever they said and they support us as a success story. And you know what? Uh, it, it was a Greek song, actually, Greek folk, the, the lyrics and the melody and the rhythm. So the people in Greece, not medias only, but the people in Greece, until today, they remember that moment. Now I'm in an island called Milos, as I told you. And when I am on the roads and the streets and all this stuff, people stop me. And beyond the new songs, they every time, every time mention me that moment. Every time, in the roads, in the streets, in every, all over Greece and all over Cyprus, they stopped me and said about that um, moment, even today. Did you and Stereo Mike do anything more together? No, no, unfortunately we didn't because uh, Stereo Mike, no, he's a, he's a, a professor in, in London. So he lived there, he came for Eurovision and then he went back there. So... For the first one year or something, we we keep some um, uh, touch. But now the last few years, we didn't have any news from each other. But I think that Eurovision and will always connect us until the end of our days. You have released more music since Eurovision. Can you please describe your music to our listeners who might not have heard it? What's your genre? I released a lot of songs till there. Uh, you know, I, I was actually young, so I was trying to experiment in music, Greek music, with Greek lyrics. And uh, the last uh, two or three years, now I think I found myself eventually in Greek folk music. It's not pop, as I said, as I told you before. The sound of my songs now they're not a part of the universal pop sound, as we said. It's more Greek, but. Uh, I think that music is an international language anyway. So people from all over Europe, they send me message, especially in Instagram, for my music, even they don't understand 
the lyrics or after they translate them, I don't know. But uh, I think that, as I said, music is an international language. So my music, it's more Greek, but still be international. I know you won the Greek X Factor and later you become the Greek representative for Eurovision. Uh, was it hard to, I mean, had you already climbed to top? Yeah, I was uh, the first winner of the first X Factor in Greece. Yeah. And uh, at the age of 22, and then on 24, I was in Eurovision. So all this publicity, you know, at the beginning, it was a very difficult thing for me because I couldn't use it. I couldn't use to it. So, so I, I say this because I, I'm not sure if I manage this in the best way I could. But I learned a lot of things about it. And now I make more stable steps on it. And I want to become, you know, the best singer in, in Greece or something or, or more. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> But, you know, uh, I have these moments in top, in top. Then I have some moments not there. Okay, I came down. But I still believe that uh, I needed to find myself. And the last two years I did it. And now I'm coming back very strong. <laughs> Some months ago, you released a new song called Pame Aptin Archi. Pame Aptin Archi, Aptigis Tiselini, Aptin Barostinsia, Aptigos Adorini. Pame Aptin Archi, Kiagapi Thimate, Nyakardia Dinati. This song, it was the first time actually I wrote the music, I composed the music. It was my song with a friend from Cyprus called Stavros Stavrou in lyrics. I tried to put there all Greek traditional instruments and kind of music. So it was it was too traditional song. I'm not a traditional singer, but I tried to do this because That was special for me at the moment. And you know, it's Pamastinarchi means let's go from the beginning. I asked from Stavros to write some, something like this because of uh, all this situation all, all over the world with COVID and all this stuff. So I tried to write something to motivate uh, people to let's go from the beginning. Uh, things happen and, you know, we, we cannot have things for sure in our life. lives. Lives always change but we we must make new beginnings in every opportunity one song that i found when i got through your discography was that i really liked was hypocrinese <laughs> Υποκρίνεσαι, it means that um, you pretend to be someone else. So it's not a good 
It's not a good verb. And the, the song actually was to say that we we don't we we don't need to pretend to be someone else. We need to be ourselves. That was the whole story. And the video clip uh, shows my life from X Factor until today, and all the difficulty I have I had with this publicity. You know, because through the publicity I had some problems uh, with uh, panic attacks and um, all these things that everyone I think passed on this age because um, it's a difficult age to to use how life is and publicity do that to me i didn't i, I couldn't use uh, publicity in my life i i, I couldn't I, I don't know this is my personality because you know when i got in x factor and when i got in eurovision people thought of me through tv shows and all this stuff a lot of things but they couldn't see the substance of me so uh, I'm, a, I'm a person that I, I, I like to to meet the other guy in the depth, to meet someone in the depth, now, not the, the surface only. And I thought that all this publicity just show the, 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 the surface of me. So I didn't feel comfortable with this because I, I, I knew that I, I was more than this. So I had, pro I had problems with publicity. And uh, I showed the difficulties I had through all this way from X Factor and Eurovision. And the final message on this is that now I'm okay. I came back and I'm strong and I, I, I get to know myself better. And uh, I'm ready for everything that life's bring on me. Have you been offered to compete in the Eurovision again? <laughs> Several times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we had a very good team. All the team ask for ERT every year, almost every year. I'm not saying no, but I think that I need to make more stable steps in Greece first. And uh, the reason to come back in Eurovision would be the song again. I could I could come back with a similar song. I could not do anything else. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me. And I hope that my slight crush on you from nine years back didn't come across too much to make you feel awkward. No, uh, not at all. Of course, it was a, I told you it, it was a, it's a pleasure. And I can invite you too if I have some shows on winter in uh, Greece. And if everything goes okay with um, COVID, you could come and visit us in Greece and get to know each other from, you know, closely. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that, yeah. Lucas. Take take the opportunity. You can come. <laughs> and uh, I hope we'll talk again soon. Lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs>